It's a funny place to be, stuck in a seemingly mundane world with an inner knowing that the universe is so much more than our mortal minds can comprehend. Yet we all have the capacity to know peace and our oneness with the wholeness of life. And through these interviews, discussions, and reflections, it is my intention to share this possibility. I'm Ryan Kurzak, and this is the Kriya Yoga Podcast. So one question that was sent to me deals with feeling the, the Kriya current up the spine. So once you've learned Kriya Pranayama, the, the Kriya Yoga techniques, um, there's a it's said that you will feel a cool current ascending up through the spine on the inhale and a warm current descending down through the brain and through the spine. It's soothing. And um, the question was essentially, you know, I don't feel this. What's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with you. There's many reasons why people can't feel that. And the follow-up question was, is this, does it mean it's not working for me? Is this interrupting uh, the process of Kriya Yoga. Um, and as many of you know, it took me about two or three years before I even felt that current. So they say you learn Kriya Pranayama, and when you breathe in, you feel this current ascending and descending. And many yogis describe it as though you're going to experience these waves of bliss as the life force energy ascends and descends, cleansing the Sushumna, the central channel, and bringing you deeper and deeper into God realization in the self. And what happens is many people learn the technique, and they're able to do it okay, but they don't feel that. And then they think something's wrong or it's not working. Um, it is working as long as you are doing what you have been taught. Um, if you can't feel the current, then using your imagination is a good start. Because essentially, wherever your attention goes, um, that's where the life force gets directed, prana gets directed. So even if you can't feel something, what's the word, um, with your senses or your, your, you don't feel a visceral sensation, it doesn't mean it's not working. It's like one of my friends who um, he can't visualize things. You know, you tell him to imagine a red triangle or a, a granite statue and he closes his eyes and he just can't do it. I forget what the name of that is, um, but does that mean he can't remember things? Does that mean he can't act and, and uh, think clearly? No, he can do all those things. He just doesn't have the sensitivity to see things in his mind's eye. And a few people in the world don't. Um, but anyway, it took me about two years to be, begin to feel this. And I brought it up to Mr. Davis and he said, just relax. <laughs> he said, just keep doing what you're doing and, and really use your imagination to get into it. Imagine the current ascending up through the spine, descending down through the brain and the chakras pouring down. Um, and by doing that in time, you will develop the sensitivity. Now, there are many reasons why people sometimes do and sometimes don't feel this current immediately or through time. And it comes down to um, the individual's independent sensitivities. Um, many people have absolutely no awareness of their bodies. They can't feel their bodies. You know, you tell them to like bring their attention to their back. Like, I don't know what you mean by that. Other people, they feel everything. It's like every little sensation. They wonder, what was that? Oh, you know, was that a movement of prana? Oh, was there something going wrong with my body? It's like they're hyper aware of every uh, bit of input that the nervous system gives. And what I found was helpful for me was number one, uh, developing greater body awareness. This is why practices like yoga that actually brings you into your body, 
Hatha yoga and Qigong are extremely <clears throat> important because they begin to develop the sensitivity to uh, subtler energies. Like when you're doing Qigong and there's an emphasis on feeling warmth within your hands or uh, holding your hands over certain parts of your body and focusing on the warmth that you feel between the palms and uh, in that area of the body. This is developing body, aware body awareness of, of subtler energies. And people who just disregard it, well, then, of course, they're never going to feel it. But if they give themselves permission to kind of go into it and, all right, well, I'm going to move in this way and see how the body feels. I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to, maybe it's my mind. Maybe it's, it's just my imagination. Well, maybe, well, who cares? Just go ahead and feel it because the more you imagine it, the more you feel it, the more you will be able to feel it when there actually is um, an energy movement there. Um, so practicing things that give greater body awareness, do that, uh, stretching the spine, getting massages, um, having body work, you know, craniosacral therapy, anything that's going to get you more into your body, feeling the body, feeling that temple, well, then it's going to make it much easier for you to feel subtler sensations. Uh, the other thing which is common, and this is one of the issues that body work, such as massage and craniosacral therapy and acupuncture and those types of things works out, is many people can't feel subtler things within their body because of trauma, because they are protecting themselves, because things have happened to them that they didn't want to feel, and the body remembers that. Um, and so, of course, many people are disconnected from their bodies because maybe someone tickled them too much or abused them in a worse way or made them feel shame within their bodies. And of course, they don't want to feel the body because the moment they feel the body, they're going to start feeling things like guilt, grief, uh, nausea, uncomfortableness, tension. Why? Because that's, the, that's where all the, theoretically, the traumas are locked up and holding on and protecting you. They think they're protecting you. And no one's thinking anything. There's no entities there. Um, but the program is there as though it's protecting you. And so uh, the more you're able to work through those things, which is why I recommend what I do in regards to psychological and mental health before you begin this, the easier it's going to be for you to feel sensations within your body. Just like uh, when someone touches you and it's a loving touch you feel warmth spread through your body because it's safe. You are safe. You're not protecting yourself. Um, but people who have, you know, these, these shells or this, this emotional armor, they could be touched by the most um, caring, kind person in the world, just resting their hand on their shoulder and they'll recoil, they'll cringe because it's whatever's happened to them. So we have to remember that um, there, there's a lot of subtle stuff going on in the body and these yogis, uh, these ancient yogis, well, they've either worked through their traumas and their, their shielding and their uh, guarding. And so they are naturally in tune with these different things. Um, or they lived in a time where ideally humans uh, were better to each other. And we understood how to deal with stress and uh, heal from those types of things. And so they're just naturally more open. And so when you tell one of them, oh, just bring your attention to your spine and pull the current up and let it flow down, they go, oh, wow, that's amazing because they, they have the innate sensitivity to it. So there are some reasons why um, you may or may not be able to feel this current. And it has nothing to do with being a good person or a bad person or a, a better yogi than someone else, um, because there are plenty of people that are way too sensitive 
and they start mistaking the simplest little thing um, as a, a movement of the kundalini energy, which is freeing them into a state of enlightenment. But you, you observe their life and there's no real um, demonstration of them living from uh, a higher perspective. So uh, keep this in mind. And um, this is why taking care of the body. This is why working with a professional, usually body-centered therapies to help uh, bring you more fully into the present and um, release any unresolved traumas, increase your resiliency and your ability to respond. Um, because many people don't like being having that, that innate sensitivity because then when things happen, it's like they're going to get re-traumatized again. Well, this is another important thing to remember. Once you've worked through a lot of your inner difficulties and you develop resiliency, well, then you start to recognize when things happen that are uncomfortable, which are stressful, which are painful, you know, you can handle it. You're not going to lock yourself into a shell and hold on to it for years. You're going to do, you know, like what a what a duck does when, when it gets attacked by something that flies away and it shakes itself off. And then it's back to being a normal duck again. You know, humans have that capacity. Um, it just, you, you have to develop the, the strength of it. You have to develop your, your own faith and your ability to be resilient, to handle adversity. Uh, you live in a world where things are going to go wrong. Uh, practicing yoga helps to lessen a lot of that but things are still going to go wrong and you know, someone's still going to cut you off or someone's still going to yell at you and there's not going to be any reason for it. People are still going to be the way they are. Um, but when you have greater strength and resiliency inside, it doesn't shut you down. It doesn't cut you off. You just recognize it for what it is, an event that occurred that was difficult and you didn't like it, but it's not you. You shake it off. You're able to remain in a state of light, your lightness and an inner sense of feeling love and connection at all times, because you know how to deal with it. You know, your inner strength. So this is why um, I consistently again and again, recommend uh, really attending to your mental, emotional and psychological well-being. And if you need with a counselor while continuing to practice and study what you do uh, on this Kriya Yoga path. In the end, you'll be much better for it. And you'll be less prone to fantasy um, and you'll be more open to deeper, uh, subtler experiences. And, and believe me, there's plenty of them if you can move into a safe space and, and trust yourself a bit more. Um, <clears throat> so along with that, uh, whether you feel the current or not, it's okay. Use your imagination. Imagine what it would feel like. And, and by imagining what it would feel like, you are starting to open up the possibility of actually feeling it. And I've seen this happen practicing music. I use this, these examples a lot, practicing music. There'll be um, pieces that I'll be working on that are difficult. And I just can't get it. It's like my fingers are, I just can't get the coordination there. And what I'll do is I'll just stop and I'll take a deep breath in. And I'll just imagine well, what would it be like if, if I could do it, you know, how would I feel if I, if it seemed like all my, my uh, I was able to play the instrument in such a way that it just felt natural. It just happened easily. And I'll wonder about that for a few minutes and then I'll go back and I'll try to play it again. And sure enough, I can play it 75% better than I could when I was all 
oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm tripping over my fingers. Oh, uh, when I had all that negative self-talk. And in time, the more I imagine, well, what would it be like if, if, I could, uh, if I could actually do that? And I do this with all kinds of things, not just music. When I come up to a block where it seems like I can't get through it, well, I imagine, what would it be like if I knew how to get through it? What would it be like if it was possible to get through it? And I, I, don't, I don't bring in my preconceptions about how I think it's supposed to happen. I just sit back and hold the feeling of, well, what would it be like if I actually did get through it? And usually that's a sense of, yeah, that's good. I feel pretty good about that. And I just hold that feeling. And then I wait for um, something to present itself, like an opportunity or a different way of looking at it or an idea. And I just try those things out. Uh, and if they work, great. If they don't, I just move back and wonder, well, okay, let's try again. What would it be like? And usually, again, 75% of the time, where am I getting this number? I don't know. It just seems like it's greater than 50%. Um, something occurs, which... Um, allows the experience to happen. And I've noticed this with uh, yoga practice as well. Um, if there are things I'm wondering about, things I don't quite understand yet, I don't get frustrated because that doesn't help. Because if you, the more frustrated you are, the more you're going to perpetuate frustration. I, I sit back and I just look at it. I say, all right, okay, I get that. So what would it be like if I really understood that viscerally, deeply, profoundly, uh, beyond words, what would that feel like? And I'm focusing on the, the after effect feeling of probably how I would feel once I had that aha moment. Oh yeah, that's great. Remember when you've understood something for the first time, how you felt free and light, we wonder what would it be like if I could feel that, to understand that, and you just let it go. And maybe in, in that moment, it comes to you and, and the better you get at it as the years go by, it comes quicker and quicker and quicker. You realize it quicker and quicker and quicker. But in the beginning, it could take months. I remember there's plenty of things that I contemplated for a year and a half or more repeatedly every day. And then I, I remember the moment that, it, that the insight dawned. Oh, okay, great. I got it now. Well, you can do that too. Um, so not just with the Kriya Pranayama, although that's one thing, but with uh, any of your things you want to understand spiritually, if you can bring that sense of lightness and curiosity and wonder and then let go of the frustration, you know, how long is it going to take? Well, who knows? But the more you hold on to it um, and wonder about it, and, and, and what would it be like if I could feel this current arising and descending through the spine? And one day you might be like, oh, what's that? And you feel it just briefly. Fine. It's just a little bit and it falls away. And you keep wondering, what would it be like if I could feel that every time? And then eventually it becomes natural, just like the musician who wonders about playing a piece. Once they get it, they don't have to keep wondering about it. They've got it. They can just do it. So this is one of the things to many of the things to consider when it comes to feeling um, that current within the spine from the Kriya process. You know, some people, when they're around uh, a saintly, holy person, they immediately go into a state of uh, peace, stillness. Other people, they could be around the most perfectly clearest sage saint in the world, but because they're so caught up in their mind and their own little stuff, they're projecting all of that. And they can't see it. They can't, they can't tell a saint from a sinner, or they can't tell uh, clarity of consciousness from a confused consciousness. Uh, it's no different to them because They've never allowed the experience to happen. 
So even when it comes to understanding or being in the presence of people who are clear or uh, calmer, there has to be kind of a, a wondering, a curiosity. What would it be like if I actually was able to perceive uh, clarity and stillness here? So this is this idea, this these principles are um, useful beyond just the idea of uh, understanding, feeling, experiencing the, the, the Kriya Pranayama. This episode of the Kriya Yoga podcast was made possible by donations from Kriya Yoga apprenticeship students and supporters of our Patreon community at www.patreon.com forward slash Kriya Yoga.